This is Eat, You'll Feel Better, a podcast about the food mood connection. I'm your host, food journalist, Mary Beth Albright. And let's be honest, I'm also your fellow traveler in eating to improve emotional well-being. Um, I'm on this journey too. And looking into all of the science, uh, I know that it works, um, even from my, my own personal experience, but it is, it's a journey. And so this episode I wanted to do about the danger of the new year, new you myth, because that's so often that new year, new you content focuses on weight loss. And even when it's not openly focused on weight loss and looks at being no healthy in quotes, there's always a tagline about like, and your clothes will fit better too. I mean, like, P.S. My clothes fit fine because I buy and wear clothes that fit me um, generally. But, um, and you know, it all goes back to the America Ferrera Barbie monologue about like, you have to be thin, but you ha- can't want to be thin. You have to want to be healthy, right? So um, it's this diet culture ethos of, I used to be something bad, but now I'm something good when it comes to food. And we all know it's way more complicated than bad food versus good food. Just eat the good food and don't eat the bad food and you'll be a new you. Um, you know this. You're more curious than that about food or you wouldn't have listened this far. And people who are curious about food and emotional well-being, we know that it's more nuanced than before pictures and after pictures. Those before and after pictures always make me so angry. Like every minute we are a right now picture, every single moment. The before and after of look at this person who used to be a monster. Now look at how, look at how they look now that they're eating quote unquote good food. It's just, it's bad for emotional well-being. And every human is an ecosystem and that's part of our emotional well-being ecosystem. It's not just about eating leafy greens, um, although leafy greens are great. It, it, it's, it's, we're looking at the right now picture, not the before and the after picture. So, you know, right now it's January and I have been inundated with new year, new you content. And it can really mess with my head to think that I have to be completely different when I'm still processing emotionally from the many events of December. And I mean, events like as in things that I had to do, but also emotional events. And yes, I could get into the loop of being like, oh, family over the holidays, am I right? And all that's very real, that being around family brings things up. And that that happens intensely in December. My father died a year ago, and he was the gravitational center of the family. Um, I mean, some of us managed to pull away from that gravitational force, but it still existed. And we're all still reshifting of our new understanding of what family is and can be. So that's real. The family stuff in December is real, but it's also that friends can go a little bit off the rails during this time, too. Our regular support systems, our friends, have their own family dynamics. And, you know, they're called them family dynamics, but it it turns out they aren't really that dynamic, right? They're very static and unchanging from when we were kids often. Um, But what I'm saying is in January, 
we may all be at capacity of what we can offer ourselves and what we can offer others. Because we've just been through a lot of events, a lot of emotional events, a lot of logistic events. And at the end of all of that, at the end of December, instead of celebrating like, wow, I connected with people, you know, I did a lot of things, I feel good, we're bombarded with the message that we have to change, that we have to be completely different, that we have to fix everything about ourselves. When we've just gotten through, you know, a complicated several weeks for ourselves. And, you know, I'm all about fresh energy, back to school energy, the kind you've had after you've had enough rest. And it seems these days as if whatever enough rest is for you, it's a privilege when for humans to have solid emotional well-being, it's not just about leafy greens and, you know, lean meats and all the listicles that you'll see in January about ways to eat for better brain health or whatever it is. Um, for humans to have solid emotional well-being, enough rest is a non-negotiable. And instead, we treat it as if it's a privilege. And rest is a lot of different things. Rest is, of course, sleep, but it's not only sleep. And I say this as someone who unapologetically needs a lot of sleep. Um, when I traveled from the East Coast to the West Coast last week, one night I just went to sleep at 7 p.m. Felt a little weird doing that, but it's what I needed and I did what I needed. So um, I'm not not talking about sleep, right? Sleep is very important. Um, but it's also just giving ourselves some space, giving ourselves some space to think and reflect, particularly on what just happened in December, um, whether that's with your friends or your family or, or anything else, your work life. So this year in early January, I was talking to one of my, one of my advisors in, in all of this. Um, and both of us were like, you know what? Screw it. We're leaning out of that this year. We're not jumping into the January transformation pile. Um, so I spent the last several weeks just diving into all of the new research that's come out about how eating affects mental health. The nutrients, the act of eating together, the smells that come out of your kitchen, all of those things and how they contribute to your better emotional well-being. And we have so many episodes coming up with that research, some of it from just the past few months. And I'm just really, really excited about um, the different studies coming out. Yet another one showing that omega-3 fatty acids, when combined with antidepressants, improve the efficacy, improve um, the antidepressant, the, the way that it improves your symptoms of depression. So really exciting stuff. And science that also supports taking the rest that you need and really enjoying food. And finding out 
what truly satisfies you. Not, you know, some article that lists out everything that you need to eat every single day and do not deviate from this list, right? I was looking at a magazine the other day and I couldn't believe that they still publish those sort of what to eat, exactly what to eat over the next 30 days diets with little concern for what people actually enjoy eating. I mean, that sounds pretty miserable and anti-emotional well-being to me. So if you're in that new pickup, three, two, one. So if you're with me in the new year, same you club, we're going to look throughout this year at things to think about so we can work with who we are in reality and what we find delicious. That's, that's living in reality. Um, and I'll give you an example. And this is my one thing to do this week, one small thing to do this week that um, can really, you know, get you on a way to thinking about eating for emotional well-being not just the nutrients, but you know, the enjoyment, that, that food pleasure that is a real thing in human beings. One thing you do see a lot of content around this year is talking about nuts, right? Eight almonds are the perfect snack. And which, honestly, I've been there. I'm someone who has been like, I can't eat more than eight almonds. They said eight almonds, cannot eat more than eight almonds. So when I came to like a broken almond, you, I kind of tried to find the piece that fits it in the bag because darn it, I am not going to eat more or fewer than eight almonds. It's going to be exactly eight almonds because that's what they said. And look, I understand there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, lore to that, right? There's a lot of uh, attraction to the idea that you can just take a sheet of paper and do whatever that paper says, and you can look exactly the way you want to look, and you can feel exactly the way you want to feel. But it's just, as we have seen, the evidence, again, we go back to the, the evidence on this podcast, the science is that that doesn't work. Long-term, it does not work. So we're trying to live in that reality. And the thing is, look, nuts are really great, like actually really tasty. Um, but as always, at a standard grocery store, there are scores of different ways to buy nuts. So you end up standing in the nut aisle, like you're trying to do something good and, you know, eat the quote unquote right things. And you're just so confused that you wind up running for the chips because at least you know how to feel about the chips, right? And how, and, and that you enjoy them. Um, and nobody's telling you like, well, you have to eat this kind of chip specifically. It's like, there's just like no intellectual energy involved in that. And I understand when you're at the grocery store and you're just trying to put stuff in your cart, that intellectual energy sometimes is just too much. Um, and a lot of the confusion with nuts is around how processed they are, because there is a lot of evidence that ultra processed food is linked with health issues including mental health and emotional well-being concerns. And you can go back and listen to um, the episode on ultra-processed foods because that's a really complicated area. But here's a quick cheat sheet on nuts as our one simple thing you can do this week. If you like raw nuts, go ahead and buy them. 
many nutritionists will tell you that raw nuts are best nutritionally because raw nuts have not been exposed to the high heat involved in processing. And that high heat changes the chemical composition of the oils in the nuts. This is like, go back to high school chemistry. When you heat something, it just changes the chemical composition of it. So it becomes just a different substance. And there is evidence that the high heat oil from processing is not as nutritionally beneficial. So nutritionists will tell you, eat raw nuts. And all of that is true. For me, I need to balance that nutritional information against what I enjoy. And I find many grocery store raw nuts a little rubbery for my taste. Now, I haven't tried every brand. I, When I see a new brand, I always pick it up because, you know, brands are very different. That's why they exist, right? They do things differently. They taste different. But the way I am now, I buy only dry roasted nuts which um, dry roasted nuts have no added oils in the roasting. A lot of times if you look at roasted nuts, you'll see on the back it says like ingredients, almond, salt, and then some type of oil, right? When you look at the ingredients on dry roasted nuts, it, you usually just say almonds and salt or just almonds if you buy unsalted nuts. So those dry salted nuts, which have no added oils in the roasting, use just the oil that naturally occurs in the nut. We all know that, you know, nuts have oil in them, almond oil, um, walnut oil, you see it everywhere that that's extracted, it exists inside of that nut. And so it dry roasting just uses the oil that occurs naturally inside of the nut. So there are no added high heat oils. So it's a little less processed. Um, than just roasted nuts. And it's certainly less processed than nuts that have, you know, a, a lot of flavoring coating them, which adds to, you know, added sugars and, and added um, preservatives and maybe artificial flavors, all of which, look, if you love, if you love those things, I'm not telling you never to eat them. It's just having that knowledge allows you to go into the grocery store with some degree of power and to say, okay, well, maybe I don't like raw nuts and I don't want to eat something that's really highly processed today. Maybe you will tomorrow. I don't know. But you'll buy those things that are dry roasted. And I buy salted ones because that's what I like and I don't have health issues related to salt. Obviously, you might have different concerns. Um, so is it better for me to eat raw nuts? Maybe, but I know that if I buy them, they'll sit on the counter until they go bad and then I throw them away while I've gone through bags and bags of other snacks that I actually do enjoy. Or I can just know that perfection doesn't exist, that perfection of, oh, now I have to be somebody who only eats raw nuts because they're nutritionally better. That perfection doesn't exist for me. And so I'm going to go with what is good instead. And to me, that is dry roasted salted nuts. And they're delicious. And of course, if you're into shelling your own nuts, you can find bags of nuts still in their shells, like walnuts or almonds. But it's not particularly practical if you're, you know, eating some nuts while you're driving in the car or, say, typing notes for your podcast. Um, we don't have a third hand to crack nuts. But, uh, 
but it is fun. You know, it is a fun little ritual if you're watching television or something like that to crack your own nuts or having a conversation during cocktails. So don't kick that out of bed yet. I'm Mary Beth Albright, and until next week, let's remember choosing what to eat is always a privilege. Bye for now.